0: Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio.
1: Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today.
0: March 9th, 1954. Edward R. Murrow takes on Senator Joseph McCarthy. I'm John Meacham, and this is Reflections of History. No one familiar with the history of his country can deny that congressional committees are useful. It is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one, and the junior senator from Wisconsin has stepped over it repeatedly. At 10.30 on the evening of this date in 1954, CBS broadcasts an episode of Edward R. Murrow's See It Now. Its subject the red-baiting Senator Joe McCarthy, its means of storytelling, images, and recordings of McCarthy's own words. At the conclusion of the report, Murrow spoke more in sorrow than in anger. He said, "'We must not confuse dissent with disloyalty. We must remember always that accusation is not proof and that conviction depends upon evidence and due process of law. We will not walk in fear one of another. We will not be driven by fear into an age of unreason if we dig deep in our history and our doctrine and remember that we are not descended from fearful men, not from men who feared to write, to speak, to associate, and to defend causes that were, for the moment, unpopular. Then came Murrow's final words. The actions of the junior senator from Wisconsin have caused alarm and dismay amongst our allies abroad and given considerable comfort to our enemies. And whose fault is that? Not really his. He didn't create this situation of fear. He merely exploited it, and rather successfully. Cassius was right. The fault, dear Brutus, is not in the stars, but in ourselves. Good night, and good luck. A few Mondays later, on the evening of April 5th, 1954, President Dwight D. Eisenhower walked down to the new broadcast room in the White House basement. Featuring a handsome desk, special lights, and large prompters, the studio offered the president a convenient venue to address the nation. He had decided to try something new, a more casual speech without a full text. He would be seated on the edge of the desk, a few notes in hand, and look directly into the camera, a fireside chat for the television age. His theme, like Murrow's, was fear, or more precisely, how America should fight fear with faith. Eisenhower is usually remembered for two rhetorical moments. The first dates from June 1944, when he drafted a letter accepting full responsibility in the event of the failure of the D-Day landings against Hitler's Fortress Europe. The second came in his January 1961 farewell address, warning against the military-industrial complex. His April 54 speech about fear, which falls about midway between these landmarks, appears at first glance to be a forgettable presidential address, or at least a routine one. The remarks for pay consideration, however, for in them Eisenhower describes the habits of heart and mind necessary to survive the strains and the stresses of life in the Cold War. He said, We are concerned about the men in the Kremlin. We are concerned about the atomic age. We are concerned about the loss of our international friends in exposed areas of the world, the loss of them to the communist dictatorship. We are worried about communist penetration of our own country, and we are worried about the possibility of depression and the loss of jobs among us here at home. Now, the greater any of these apprehensions, the greater is the need that we look at them clearly, face-to-face, without fear, like honest, straightforward Americans, so we do not develop the jitters or any other kind of panic, that we do not fall prey to hysterical thinking. Sometimes you feel almost that we can be excused for getting a little bit hysterical because these dangers come from so many angles and they are of such different kinds and no matter what we do, they still seem to exist. Communism seeks to divide us to set class against class, good people against good people, when those good people should be standing together in defense of liberty and against communism. Because of that, we must take counsel among ourselves, and stand together, and let nothing tear us apart. To have a free, peaceful, and prosperous world, we must be ever stronger. We must be ever stronger not only in the things I have mentioned, but particularly in this spiritual sense, in the belief, the faith, that we can do certain things. We must have the faith that comes from a study of our own history, from the inspiration of leaders like Washington and Lincoln and what our pioneering forefathers did. Eisenhower concluded, it is the American belief in decency and justice and progress and the value of individual liberty because of the rights conferred upon each of us by our creator that will carry us through as we study and plan these things. There must be something in the heart as well as in the head. So as we do this, as you and I approach our problems in this way, I assure you we don't have to fear. I don't mean to say, and no one can say to you, that there are no dangers. Of course there are risks if we are not vigilant. But we do not have to be hysterical. We can be vigilant. We can be Americans. Thank you for listening to Reflections of History, a creation of Shining City Audio. A C-13 Originals and John Meacham Studio. Reflections of History is executive produced by me, John Meacham, and Chris Corcoran, Chief Content Officer and Founding Partner of Cadence 13. Production and editing led by Lloyd Lockridge, Margot Gray, and Chris Basil. Production assistance by Andy Jaskowitz and Adam Macias. Cadence 13 is an odyssey company.
1: Hey friends, this is Jen Hatmaker, your happy host of the For the Love podcast. You may wonder how I got into this podcasting thing. Well, I'm a speaker and an author who has happened to write a few New York Times bestselling books that really resonated with a pretty large community of women. And I thought how great would it be to drop into the ears of this growing community every week via the magic of podcasting? So that's what we did. And I'm delighted to say we've been able to spark a bit of delight and uncover some hope and talk with great people about the big and small things that we care about and that affect our lives on the daily. So I'm thrilled to invite you to join me every Wednesday for new episodes of the For the Love podcast, where you'll hear the most incredible conversations with some of the best people on this planet. We're going to bring you moments of connection and laughter and hot takes on the things we care about going on in the world. So listen to and follow For the Love with Jen Hatmaker, a Four Eyes Media production presented by Odyssey. You can get it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.